Have you noticed a lot of weirdness is going on out there? We've got the balloons. We've got, you know, uh, uh, all the information that they dumped about UFOs. It's a similar things. Uh, lots of distractions, some, some people might say. I can't know for sure, right? But interestingly, people like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Green have pointed out what many of us are also curious about. And that is, is it a distraction to finally be, you know, just trying to distract people from the list? That's right, the list. Many people have speculated who's on the list to have visited that island, so to speak, an island where, you know, to be fair, just because you went there doesn't mean you engaged in anything, you know, bad. It's possible, you know, just because you went there. I have questions about it if you were there. What were you doing there? Um, you know, uh, what did you see? Certainly you saw something that should have been going on. Some of the people that have gone there many, 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 many times, government leaders, things of that nature, you know, once their names are public, then more of the appropriate amount of pressure can actually be provided to them. You saw this video of Tom Green uh, where he released, uh, you know, saying they forgot to mention, hi, I'm Tom Green. And the other reason uh, this UFO information is coming out now is because they're trying to distract us from the fact that we're about to get released that list of visitors to the island. Um, as well as what's going on in Palestine, Ohio, and everything going on in Ukraine. Like, I didn't know if this was real. Like, I thought it was like faked or something like that. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's nuts. But, you know, even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers floated conspiracy theories about the U.S. Uh, okay. There is some wild stuff going on right now. Stuff that people are talking about. That, you know, perhaps they want to, like slip slide in this potential list last night a, li a list was posted to the internet that many thought was real um but it turns out it was a little bit of an older one with the real one i assume everything i'm reading coming out it could be any minute if i had to guess it'll be friday afternoon just as i'm starting my vacation oh but you better believe i'm covering that by the way, when I say vacation, I'm still going to be putting out videos. Just not as many. I'll just pick the top, 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 top news stories of the day. So this thing here came out last night. You know, has the docs been released? More than three years of, uh, after his passing, uh, it is said further claims surrounding him and associates are to be released publicly in the coming months. A February 2023 report by the UK newspaper Daily Mail claim that a batch of the soon-to-be-unsealed court documents expected to include information pertaining to at least one public figure will be published soon. However, according to one social media post, that moment has come even sooner than expected since the tweet claims that the papers are already online. A tweet by so-and-so posted on the 14th of February yesterday has been viewed by more than uh, 100,000 times. It reads that the docs are out. It's 2,024 pages. Here's a partial list of the creeps that were on the island. The image below the tweet included a list of public figures, a follow-up tweet linked to the document. The most recent report by the Daily Mail mentioning soon-to-be-released papers included a court-filed declaration from February 7th last week. It refers to alleged perpetrators or individuals accused of serious wrongdoing. These individuals are not named in the filing. However, the documents shared on Twitter are not an early release of the unsealed papers, 
The papers currently online were released back in 2019. They are unsealed from a lawsuit brought by Virginia uh, Guffrey, I think, against uh, his ex-wife. It was filed in the Southern District of New York. As reported by the Mail, while the soon-to-be-released documents are from the very same suit, they are not yet publicly available. The first release of the papers, archived by Insider, included a transcript of a 2013 interview um, where she described where she was giving hundreds of dollars of cash, luxury vacations, and shopping sprees by Jeffrey when she was just 15. It also included the names of celebrities of high profile and high-profile figures, including Prince Andrew and former President Bill Clinton. Crucially, the papers currently online are not the same as those talked about in the press at the moment. The fallout, of course, of her conviction and the 2019 passing of that loser, Jeffrey, has, of course, threatened the reputation of a number of highly of high-profile figures. Is anybody out there just really surprised that she's still around? She must have agreed to keep the papers. She must have agreed to keep everything quiet <clears throat> or something like that. I mean, th- th- what went on there is obviously terrible. Um, this list that was on last night, that was out last night, is not the new list. But the new list is coming this week and probably Friday, I'm guessing, at 4 p.m. This article says, this will be huge. His associates are, will be exposed on seeing the documents containing the names of uh, Jeffrey's associates and employees, as well as a few salacious claims to be released soon, according to the Daily Mail. This is referring to an article from a few days ago saying the final batch of documents containing these claims related to uh, 167 of his associates, employees, and those on the receiving end of his bad behavior will finally be unsealed nearly four years after he passed. The material will be made public in the coming months and dailymail.com can reveal it is expected to include information pertaining to at least one public figure. The documents referred to uh, alleged perpetrators, individuals accused of serious wrongdoing, as well as law enforcement officers and prosecutors, according to declaration filed Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, like, what about all these sweetheart deals that, that, that were, ha- you know, that happened? Like, to me, it's just like this weird thing. Uh, and of course you guys know I'm an eternal optimist and that's why you're clicking the join button right now because you want to be an absolute hero. Um, I could probably forgive someone to have, you know, going there once. Let's say you didn't know, right? Some rich guys, like I got a private Island. You want to come visit? Okay, fine. It's possible that they didn't, that you, that a certain person that came there didn't see anything or participate. It really is. However, if you're somebody that had been there a dozen times, 20, 30 times, 15 times, whatever, uh, I have a different opinion of you. I, I strongly suspect that you probably know what was going on at minimum. And worst case, you were taking part in it. The remaining documents are now set to be released after dozens of John or Jane Doe's mentioned in the papers did not object to their names being made public. Which DailyMail.com understands also includes the Duke of York. The individuals are not named in the February 8th filing. All of them appear set to be revealed when the documents are unsealed. 
Now, there are some lawyers that ask for you know names to be redacted, especially if they were young at the time or things of that nature. It's so funny how quickly this story kind of went away. I mean, <clears throat> to be fair, both of them are in jail, but one of them's underneath it. But it was the whole story leading up to it, all the corruption, all the these alleged, you know, uh, blackmail documents or whatever, if they exist, right? Were, I mean, if they existed, why is she in jail? You know, like that, that's, that's kind of what's a little curious of me. I suppose at some point they had to say, well, I mean, you have, it's like, it's beyond, you know, maybe she gets a light sentence. Maybe she gets the cushiest possible penalties. Make no mistake about it. His wife was just as demonic as he was. You know, and you have all these people that are coming out now that this, you have a huge list of people that will be named in this. It's going to be interesting when you got super big megastars like Aaron Rodgers talking about it. You got Tom Green talking about it. You know, it's going to be interesting. My prediction stands Friday, five o'clock is when it will drop. Uh, almost certainly. I guess I have to address the uh, Sydney Watson lawsuit. I felt like um, I address it extraordinarily thoroughly uh, on several live streams and on a very long uh, Twitter post, but uh, people are still uh, invading uh, live streams and comment sections, demanding I say more, apparently, um, saying I'm a hypocrite for not making 200 videos about it, apparently. Uh, I have a I have a suspicion that these are uh, fans of of perhaps those that are put in a negative light by this lawsuit, uh, but also you know what? As a man, I, I try to be a man of integrity. I felt like doing the Twitter post was enough. Uh, apparently, there is at least a small section of people that demand more. I have my suspicions on why they are demanding I talk about it. I think they believe that I will not be supportive of Sidney Watson, but unfortunately for them, I will be uh, reiterating right now exactly what I said on Twitter, is that I 100% back Sidney Watson. Um, and in her lawsuit, I feel like I understand why people are looking at looking at this and thinking, you know, you know, a lot of it is in the wording of the lawsuit, uh, which is all really people have to see. And so I understand why people are reacting the way that they are. Um, but also like, I'm trying not to get drug into court either. I'd rather just, you know, handle my business and, and produce my seven videos a day. Uh, and so I haven't really said much about it because you know, the fact of the matter is I do know more than what a lot of people do. I know a lot about it um, because I work with Sidney Watson and Sidney Watson is my friend. Um, I know Elijah Schaefer. I've hung out with Elijah Schaefer. Uh, I don't have anything personally against the man. Uh, if, if people are looking f for, you know, me to disavow him, certainly he's had some bad behavior. Uh, you know, he was terminated from the blaze for putting his hands on a woman who didn't want that. Uh, and so apparently it's extraordinarily difficult for people to understand 
and maybe the maybe he wasn't very uh you know very nice guy but i didn't have any bad interactions with him um and uh i figured i'll I'll address it and you know to the people in my audience that are saying jeremy we don't need you to address it we totally understand i appreciate that and i'll use this opportunity to ask you to tune in to uh sydney and my show community notes we normally do it thursday night but tonight i'm going to uh, we're going to go live tonight um for because we have some travel stuff so i hope i'll see you there i'll leave a link in the description so if nothing else uh, hopefully the the people that are really angry about this it backfires and we get a bunch of new viewers on community notes um we've been doing this show for i think almost a year now and uh and i think um it's really growing well and i think you'll like it and we also have you know my editors doing clips so people can consume the clips um you know quicker and and things of that nature and so i'd love to see you there tonight so what's going on with sydney watson well she has a lawsuit against the blaze uh and it is over some bad behavior that happened there what people are focusing on because that's all they have to focus on are the black and white the black and white text that's in the lawsuit and from what i understand what i'm gathering is some law tuber said that they don't like the lawsuit or that they, they don't think it's a good lawsuit. Hey, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. You know, uh, I'm seeing that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, about that stuff. Obviously, also, there's some language in the lawsuit that, uh, you know, I understand people who are skeptical when it's like, oh, woman complains about being mistreated at work. Oh, sure. Again, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I admit that there certainly are uh, many (laughs) spurious lawsuits like this that should be bounced out of court. Uh, I do not believe that Sydney's case is one of those. What people are seeming to forget in their rush to criticize her call her a feminist and things like that, SJW, is this woman has a body of work that has dozens of videos defending men, dozens of them. Um, if you know her content, you know that she has a long, repu- a long history of not being an SJW or not being a feminist. Um, you know, just because someone's pro-choice doesn't make them a feminist or a a leftist or far lefty or something like that. I'm not saying she does or doesn't. I'm just saying like she has a a, a few more middle-of-the-road opinions, but she's also extremely conservative, far more conservative than even I am. Uh, I think, uh, you know, so whatever happened, you know, between her and her coworkers, that's going to get handled in court. Um. I understand people feeling the way that they do about women in particular suing their employers for a toxic work environment. But, you know, as somebody who, you know, knows everybody involved here, um, the people who are publicly involved and people who are not publicly involved, it's tough. It's so much more than just, hey, this one employee was a little crass. So that's what everyone's basically saying. But that's clearly not it. Um, You know, I don't know people's exact reasons, but I think if you look at the outside, 
And you had obviously the very public incident with a female coworker that got him fired for putting his hands on her. Another female coworker who he put his hands on uh, coming out and saying she didn't feel like a victim, but it happened. Okay. Um, you know, his female co uh, co-host quits. His female producer quits. That's four women right there. I'm sure they're all SJWs, right? They're all SJWs. Of course, I'm biased. Many of the women I know and I like. And, uh, you know, I think I, I'm just not here to hear the Sydney slander. Um, I understand why people feel this way because you have, you know, you only have the information from the lawsuit. You know, I saw a lot of people, you know, the law tube has been amazing, but it has also created a bunch of little mini lawyers out there who are saying things like, oh, well, curious timing of the lawsuit or on everything else that goes on. Well, if you've ever actually filed a lawsuit, you know, these things take months and months and months and months before they're finally public. This was obviously underway a long time ago. Um, when a company, you know, kind of owns your brand and owns your, your ability to earn money and things of that nature, it's a little different than working at a company where you could just quit and leave. You know, there are a lot of inner workings where these media companies, as you all saw with Daily Wire. Now, I don't know what her contract was like specifically there, but we know that contracts exist where these companies like own your YouTube channel, own your, uh, your Twitter stuff or your, you know, your, your likeness, your brand, your show. Maybe they own that, and that was a part of, again, I don't know, but certainly there's a lot of issues there. People are really focusing on a, the more salacious details about one individual kind of being a crummy person, and they're saying, oh, they're just jokes. Okay, well, you know, multiple women left the company that were in his immediate circle. So sometimes when you're walking around all day saying something smells, um, and you think it's everybody else, perhaps you should look down at your own boot. Sydney Watson is my friend. I do not think in any way, shape, or form that she would be um, going down this road lightly. She knows that this makes her to a toxic hire. She knows that. People think she doesn't know that. Like it's some kind of own. Of course, if you sue your former employer for this kind of thing, you're basically saying, I don't want to work in this. I, I know I won't be able to work in this space anymore. Um, and, you know, I think it, it, it's, I admit that I am biased uh, because she's my friend, but my bias is fact-based. You know what I mean? Like I have years of knowing this woman, how she acts on and off camera. She's never been anything but professional and respectful and um, principled. So, yes, some women lie and do loss, you know, stupid lawsuits like that. But I don't believe that she is because she had nothing of value to gain, uh, you know, by telling me as she struggled. This is a woman that, like, she literally has a hard time reading. She can't even read the YouTube chat because, you know, she's so damaged from what, what had happened there you know, super chats. There's a reason I, I can barely read and I'm reading the super chats because I don't want her to see anything that is like heinous. This is a woman that had a grown man like freak out on her show, like all this stuff. Yeah, you can quit, but people are entitled to a, a, a normal work environment. And I think 
people are confusing this and thinking it's some sort of lawsuit against her one former uh, you know coworker. That's not what it is. It's you know this this person had been reported multiple 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 times, and and boss and the bosses did nothing about it. And then he went on and look what happened. He ended up getting fired for for putting his hands on another woman that worked there. So I mean. I just, I don't, you know, I understand people's, people's, uh, people's, um, you know, uh, apprehension here, but also like, you know, I understand people wanting to like totally own me by saying, you know, Hey, you're not covering it. That makes you a hypocrite. I don't think so. I think I've been very clear. Uh, I will continue to do my show. I hope you come and see us tonight on community notes at five o'clock central. Um, we're going to be talking about, obviously, all the news today, a certain list perhaps coming out and all of that. Uh, so, you know, I just think I back her 100% here. Um, when you have the facts, when you have actual evidence, it's just it puts you in a different position. And I understand that the Internet doesn't have these things right now. If it goes to trial, they will. Um, but this is this is a woman that has been nothing but professional, a woman that has stuck up for men many times in her career she's not an sjw or a feminist okay um and i believe very strongly that she has a lot of merit in her case because i've seen firsthand what the experience there did to her now you want to talk about this religious persecution all these other meme points i don't know lawyers write things you know a certain way for certain things i'm not a lawyer okay there may be aspects of the case that are, are that are you know whatever you know but i all i know is that you know this is a woman that uh you know left that job after begging for a very long time to have her boss who continually promised that he would help her do nothing about it uh, a woman who's had her career completely derailed by this um and a woman that i believe deserves to be made whole by the blaze um, if you don't agree with that, that's awesome. That's the best part about it. And I'll read your comments in the comment section down below. But Sydney Watson is my friend. I've seen what, what happened there, what it did to her, uh, and other women that work there. So, uh, yeah, I hope she wins and I hope she, I hope she, you know, gets made whole here because she deserves it in my opinion. So that's the last I'm going to talk about it. Please don't super chat asking about it you know, or tweet me asking about her email, asking about it. I literally don't want to get sucked into the lawsuit. I'm a busy man, um, but I do a show with her. So I'm going to make a comment about it and that's it. Uh, this is a more uh, dark story a little bit. It's a, it's a, you know, 1984 was supposed to be fiction type story. Uh, with Google now expanding its uh, pre-bunking and um, they, they actually use the term inoculating um, citizens against information that they don't want you to see. There have been many search engines over the years that have tried to rival Google. The most recent that got anywhere near anything was DuckDuckGo. However, their owner turned out to have some huge SJW anti-free speech thing going on. Um, so I'm not sure what's out there. Actually, let me know in the comment section down below what are some great alternatives to Google uh, because I think this is obviously extremely concerning. 
Google hopes to inoculate internet users against misinformation with expanded pre-bunking campaign. Now we all know through the Twitter files and things of that nature, what, you know, big tech sees as, you know, information that we're supposed to see, you know, the plebs there it's, it's very different. You know, I'm of the mind, you know, that people should be able to see and say whatever they want. Um, and you should be able to educate yourself. I'm even very reasonable about things. For example, on YouTube, there's content that is like blatantly harmful, uh, where it's like, hey, rub this, this chemical on your face and it'll cure this disease or something like that. I'm actually fine with that existing as long as there's, you know, uh, you know, having the context content below it or um, using the algorithm Use, instead of using the algorithm to like suppress political speech that you don't like, use it to recommend other videos from like actual medical professionals debunking that. You know, wouldn't that be awesome? Um, but now Google is expanding their campaign against misinformation. They've been testing it all over the world from Germany this week, later India, of course, United States. We, and this was first reported by the Associated Press, the strategy known as pre-bunking or attitudinal inoculation aims to train people on how to recognize false information or manipulated facts on the internet before they even encounter them. That's awfully interesting. Maybe Google should be worrying about figuring out uh, AI as that went disastrously bad for them or AI generated video content that impersonates people. There's all sorts of, of big problems with that kind of stuff. In short videos, uh, posts, and photos across platforms like YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, in standard advertising slots, Google will now continue to push, make its pre-bunking a go-to method for dispelling disinformation. Now, this herein lies the problem, right? Misinformation means one thing in the dictionary, which Webster's dictionary, mer, mer, the dictionary can barely even be trusted these days. But the problem is that term got politicized. And so what one person's misinformation is, is not the same as the others. We saw this again with the Twitter files where Harvard educated doctors and, 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 uh, and other doctors were getting booted off the platform for spreading misinformation simply because they, as doctors trained in that space, disagreed with the message. Ooh, okay, I haven't done this in a while. The message. So, I mean, there's, you know, so again, once that started happening, I started to kind of lose faith in this. Well, we really care about you. We really care about you getting the right information. I mean, you have, you know, a situation here with Google working with Gizmodo and other things, so a massive study published in August of 2022, demonstrated the potential value of pre-bunking among a group of nearly 30,000 sheep, I mean participants. After viewing pre-bunking videos that highlighted well-known disinformation tactics like emotional appeals, false dichotomies, ad hominem attacks, the researchers found that people were, well, now wait for it, 5% better on average at identifying these tricks when showing a variety of social media posts. Wow, whole 5%, wow, the world is saved. 
Allow me to take a drink of delicious coffee brand coffee. It's 100% pure Colombian. That study was conducted by researchers from Cambridge and Bristol universities, as well as partners from Google Alphabet on YouTube and Google's internet threat research arm, Jigsaw. Wow, that's an interesting name. Google has also run smaller tests of its own U.S. audiences focused on the COOF. Beginning a few months ago, the company began to employ the pre-bunk strategy on a wider scale, testing the method beyond uh, closed research studies and in the real world. In fall of 2022, the company started up tests in Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia, focused largely on combating widely perpetuated xenophobic false claims about refugees. <laughs> Ask anybody living in like downtown London how that mass emigration is working out for them. And fall. So again, so they're using it pre-bunking as a methodology to inoculate people against misinformation. The way I interpret that as a plebe, as, as just a normal, regular Midwestern country bumpkin, is that they're setting up a system in which they will be able to discredit narratives that they don't like. Now, some of those may be legitimate misinformation, but other things certainly seem like they may be politically motivated. Based on Eastern Europe pilot, Google has determined its pre-bunk methods are successful enough to warrant growing the campaign across new borders. Learnings from this campaign include efforts to simplify critical messages and iteration on a survey question to effectively measure knowledge gain will inform our future experiments as we seek better uh, to understand the effectiveness of pre-bunking in the wild, wrote Beth Goldberg, Jigsaw, head of research in the blog. Why did I? That was some weird alliteration. In Germany, the Associated Press that tech, uh, said that tech giant campaigns will incorporate both still images and video highlights how easy it is to share misinformation. So if they're the ones teaching you how to identify it, then wouldn't they also be the ones most best equipped to then dupe you by it? Google has yet to specify any of the details of its forthcoming projects in India that will go beyond its launch later this year. The company has struggled with misinformation in its search results and, of course, on YouTube. Counter to other methods of combating disinformation spread, like increased content moderation, post-by-post fact checks, or addressing the underlying algorithms. How about you just let people say what they want to say? How about you just let people do what they want to do? I think I've got a, uh, I think I might have a little rant for this. I was thinking about what I was going to do for today's members only video. I think I'm going to do a little rant on that because it's a little ridiculous and I don't have to worry about monetization there. The just the misinformation, by the way, also how often does, you know, misinformation turn into scientific fact? It's, I mean, look at how all the changing science has been around masks. How many people were banned for having certain opinions about them? Uh, that turned out to be true. Now, their opinions turned out to be true, but of course, they were never unbanned, at least until Elon Musk purchased the platform. I mean, these, this is coming from the very people that banned a sitting president for crying out loud. Uh, strategy does have its downsides. Yeah, I'll say it. For one, cultural differences and erasing 
Ensuring cultural relevancy could be super critical in creating impactful pre-bunk content. Overall, Google's Jigsaw found that Eastern European campaign was effective. Its biggest impact, 5%? Is that what we're doing here? All that for 5%? You know, part of me thinks all this is driven by the, the ESG and all these like um, weird acronym uh, companies that seemingly have all sorts of control over these super huge mega corporations. Beyond the single test, it's also widely accepted that viewing a single pre-bunk video doesn't lead to lasting shifts in attitudes or awareness. People need repeated inoculations or booster videos to help keep their skepticism and media, keep up their skepticism and media literacy. I suppose they won't be talking about any, uh, any, any um, manipulative things that the mainstream media does. I just have like this like weird feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like I have this weird feeling that they're not going to be using any examples from CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. It's absolutely insane. This is why, and by the way, this is on YouTube too. So like, this is what I'm talking about with like, you know, uh, <laughs> expanding to other platforms. You know, I'm on, I, you might be watching me on them. I'm on Rumble. I'm on BitChute. I'm on Odyssey. Any new emerging video platform that has even a smallest audience, I'm taking the extra time to make sure my videos are available there because I know at some point it will be the only home I have. What's going on everyone? Jeremy here from The Simpening, I mean The Quartering, uh, with another video. This one a little more serious. It's one I hope that you'll watch. I'll, I'll try to keep stick it to the facts and uh, keep the filler out of it the best I can, but uh, after all, I am who I am. Uh, so a fellow content creator and somebody who I've become friendly with over the years uh, has been dealing with a, a stalker, essentially. Uh, and this is a gentleman that you know drove 15 hours to a meet and greet, uh, only to, you know, like leave a note and say that, you know, God told him that she was supposed to be his wife, even though they had never interacted. Um, essentially just a, a total, uh, acting like a total lunatic. Um, and this is something I've covered before. This is something that female content creators have to deal with guys. We just get swatted, uh, girls, apparently they get weirdo stalkers. Um, and to be honest with you, when you talk to somebody like sweet Anita, the things that she's had to go through and now Melanie Mack, um, I'd almost rather deal with the swatting. The issue is this guy showed up unwanted, said that, you know, he was supposed to marry her. And then she kept blocking him on social media, kept changing his name on social media. Then he was calling her because she wore a, sh a shirt. He didn't like, he called her a a whore or something like that. He's just unhinged. And um, she's legitimately, she has legitimately been fearing for her safety. And if you know who Melanie Mack is, you know she's very kind-hearted, very wholesome. Maybe she's not like that in real life, but certainly in every interaction I've had with her, she has been. And now this dude has now essentially sued her for rejecting him. This is like literally simp sues internet girl for rejecting him. And what's a more, the more sinister, I know let's all have a laugh at it. It's funny, but like the more sinister thing is he's using this to try and uh, disarm her. 
um, to take away her right, her ability to protect herself. You know, he, so she gets a letter yesterday on Valentine's Day that says she must appear in court in Florida where this lunatic lives. And she has like 12 hours, like she lives in Texas. She doesn't live in Florida. Even if she didn't live in Florida, that's obviously an insane, absurd amount of time to demand, uh, you know, somebody appear in court. Um, and he's trying to, you know, say that she's threatening him by posting pictures of herself at the range. Like he's totally unhinged. But the reality of it is, is now after essentially victimizing her by stalking her on the internet and creating all these accounts and sending heinous things, showing up at her events, showing up IRL events. Now he's re-victimizing her by using the United States court system. Um, she messaged me last night. She just got served papers. I don't know if you've ever been served papers before, but it's, it's probably a scary thing, especially the first time. She didn't know what to do. She's like, should I get a lawyer? I tried to advise the best I could, but I mean, it's like she had to be in court the very next day. But then this is just another way for this guy to victimize her and to stalk her and harass her. So she had to appear in court on 12 hours notice, even though she had filed reports with her local police, even though this is all just like what happened to sweet Anita. So that's why it's like a more serious tone for me because that guy was like a legit psychopath with sweet Anita. And I'm not sure she's even totally gotten rid of him. And this guy is shaping out to be the exact same way. Um, and this is why, you know, sometimes content creators end up recluses because they go out in public and they have something like this. I mean, look, I ha I was out in public, right, at a convention and somebody assaulted me, you know, from behind like a hero um, because they didn't like my opinions on the internet. Imagine being some like 120 pound female, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's scary. These, these people are nuts. And, um, you know, and then he's gets a victimizer now by making her rack up thousands of dollars in legal fees for rejecting him. This I'm not going to let stand. Uh, after I saw her video about this this morning, I, I demanded she start a give, send, go for herself. And I'm going to link to that. In fact, I think she just sent it to me. She shouldn't have to pay to protect herself. Um, this is absurd that, you know, the legal fees that, that are going to get, um, accrued here because, um, this lunatic, you know, cause she won't marry him, um, is absurd. So she didn't start this on her own. I, I asked her to start it, uh, because I literally didn't have time to, uh, and I said, and I'm going to, I'm going to give some money myself. Uh, you know, she should need, you know, definitely more than a thousand dollars. She should have raised this up, but I mean, hiring lawyers to get rid of a stalker is very expensive. Uh, she's trying to remove her ability to carry and protect herself in her own home. Um, you know, she's going to need like literally security cameras and things of that nature in her house because of this guy. Um, and I thought, why not, uh, double down on simping and, um, I'm, I'm going to give to this, uh, after the video, of course, but, um, you know, Melanie is a religious woman. Uh, she has deep faith. She is, um, kind um, she is a gamer. She, she's, uh, you know, new in the commentary space and I just can't let it stand. I can't let this guy re-victimize her again now using the United States court system. Uh, so <clears throat> in her, in her, in her, you know, trial, she even, this guy's name is Sean Sarto. 
I was instructed by the police to tell you to cease all communication with me, including Twitter, any other social media, or in person. If you fail to comply, I will move forward with charges. They already have a ton of evidence I sent over, so do not contact me again in any form. So every time she blocks this guy, he creates a new account. He makes weird, unhinged YouTube videos about her. Um, he ended up, he doxes himself. He accused her in court of doxing him. Here's a tweet where he doxes himself. Um, you know, this is, a, you know, another YouTuber, Junk3PO, uh, you know, said, hey, come on over and hang out uh, with Melanie Mack. And then he's in the comments saying, nice psyop, Jay. Even if it's not, I will, it will just be God removing a liar from my life. Best of luck with her. And you know she's lying about stalking. The police were never involved. Yes, they were. She used the internet to frame a meet and greet like these e-girls at the gym. If that's your kind of woman, a booth babe, blah, 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 blah. She had never... This guy is like, literally, I am afraid for Melanie's safety. I know she keeps that thing on her. But this guy is trying to go to court and say that he's threatening her. And... uh. He's trying to get the state to remove it. There's like red flag laws to remove her ability to protect herself. I told her you need, I, I just installed these cameras inside my house, you know, unofficial. I think they're ways or whizzes or whatever. They work really nice. I told her, get yourself, you know, a half dozen of these. They're like 30 bucks each. They hacked up, connect up to your Wi-Fi, cover all your entrances and exits, get your road, get the can pan tilt zoom ones, um, get them in your house, get it protected. Let him know that it's all being filmed. And, and, and you know, we're going to band together here on the internet. We're going to, she shouldn't have to pay for any of this. It's absurd. The fact that she has to pay a lawyer to get rid of this creep is insane. Um, and so I asked her to put this together. So please don't say that, like, you know, uh, in fact, I wish I could show it. Can I just show it? Whatever. I asked her to put it together. Let's uh let's make sure that she has a nice war chest here to uh you know cover any potential legal fees, any personal security she might need at upcoming events, um some nice cameras inside her house. In fact, I'm just going to tell her right now, uh, I'll tell her after the what ones I have, they're really nice to work with an app, motion sense, all that kind of stuff. Um I know what it's like to have people show up at your house unwanted. And you know, I'm a big burly man who's well armed. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, obviously, you know, hashtag be strong women or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I think it's got to be super scary. And I've, I know as other female content creators have attested, Sweet Anita has had this happen. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it, ha I'm sure it happens to men. Um, but just, you know, Melanie is also my friend. And, um, you know, we don't hang out on the internet or we don't hang out IRL, but, um, she's received a lot of crappy criticism for just trying to be a good, uh, you know, faith, a woman of faith. And, you know, in the video game industry, she was kind of blackballed out of there and, uh, she's part of our crew now. And what you get by being part of our crew is a 10 minute video from the quartering, uh, to make sure we build up this war chest. So this clown doesn't mess with her. I want her, I told her. Privately, I said, build up this war chest, not just to defend yourself, but counter see this guy into oblivion. Take everything he has. Make sure he spends the next six months in, in, in court defending his actions because this is not okay. So Melanie, my heart goes out to you. If you can't back 
Maybe send her some kind words on Twitter. Just let her know that you appreciate and you're there for her. That can go a long way. Where's James O'Keefe? Like, literally, where is James O'Keefe? Uh, we saw last week that, um, you know, that we had a situation um, where uh, the board was allegedly going to fire him for being, I don't know, hard to work for, stealing somebody's sandwich. I don't know if there's anything specific there uh, that would warrant this kind of reaction from the Veritas crew. However, they have responded. A statement from Project Veritas executive director and board members. By the way, they're getting absolutely crushed. I should probably refresh this because I opened it earlier when I wanted to do this, cover the story. At Project Veritas, we believe in radical transparency, coupled with respect, empathy, and honesty. Who cares about empathy and honesty? Well, honesty is kind of important, I suppose. A few weeks ago, a number of our staff members provided leadership with some verbal feedback describing real management concerns regarding the treatment of people and their internal processes. So what this whole thing is here, by the way, I can tell by the way it's leading in, is they're worried about, they're worried about, they're, they're trying to emotionally manipulate you. Like all these employees came and complained that they were being treated unfairly and um, we are only, you know, we, we care about our people and you should care about our people too. This prompted a bo the board to solicit feedback from additional staff members and the internal letter was leaked. The narrative that is being portrayed by referencing this letter is patently false. James has not been removed from Project Veritas. Nowhere in their letter, in that letter, is even a suggestion to remove James from the organization. Well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily fair because there were lots and lots and lots of mentions and stories going on around uh, him being removed. You know, the board was expected to remove him. They put him through a struggle session, all of this kind of stuff. Also, there were more than 16 employees that provided feedback. This letter was not the only feedback collected. Oh, it's far worse than you could have ever foreseen. James is the hardest working person I have ever met. Those who know him well know he will not take time off unless forced to. So you force him to take time off. The Project Veritas Board of Directors is made up of seasoned and active members of their communities with many years serving other 5013C boards. Who cares? They do not get paid by Project Veritas. They are multi-year donors. They all love James. They are volunteers handpicked by James. Okay, well, that's an interesting factoid. As a 501c3 nonprofit entity, the board takes their responsibilities seriously. I am not on the board of directors as executive director. I am an officer of the organization. My role is to manage our team to create better processes and procedures to help address the concerns of our team, our board, and James O'Keefe. While I do understand the timing of this situation alongside the biggest story of the organization's history, talking about the Pfizer stuff, is confusing and very easy to come up with conspiracy theories. Oh, no. no. 
you're not doing that thing, are you? Oh, no. Anyway, I assure you, we are still in no way and will never be brought to you by Pfizer. Nor do we have any political preferences for any candidates running for office. Of course you do. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I have always been and remain committed to working with James and the PV team, who I am so proud to be a part of, to continue our mission to expose corruption and deliver truth to the American people without fear or favor. In Veritas, Daniel R. Strack. Now, this is the guy that a lot of people said was kind of behind this coup, allegedly. On behalf of the following members uh, and board members. So they signed it, you know, and they, and, and, and but I don't understand. You know, it's such a weird mealy mouth. Why don't, why don't you just say he's still working there? Like you're saying you didn't fire him, but you didn't say he's still working there. I think that the devil's in the details there. If you look, James O'Keefe has not tweeted since February 4th. He certainly did not. Uh, let's see. January 28th. Yeah, here's a February 3rd. So unless he's locked out of his account, you know, generally, I think that if the board were issuing some sort of, you know, statement of um, support for James, then he would have retweeted that, right? Then this report comes out. James O'Keefe's compensation at Project Veritas dropped in 2021. The group told the IRS that James' reportable compensation in 2020 was $411,000. That's a big salary. The following year, it dropped by 3% to 396. Either figure is a far cry from the 56K that he was paid in 2012. So he makes 400 grand a year. Good for him. Good for him. You know, really good for him. What's interesting to me is if you look at a lot of these, you know, the quote tweets, there's a lot of the truth in the quote tweets too. Some more clarity into the situation was needed and it's appreciated. I don't really know. They're saying James O'Keefe was not removed, but are they? They wrote that he has not been removed, but that doesn't mean he didn't, let's say, quit. Or I don't know. I'm just not as convinced by that. Maybe it's because I'm just being too cynical. What? Let me know in the comment section. I'm not exactly sure. This says nowhere in that letter was there ever a suggestion to remove James from the organization. Okay. That doesn't mean that you didn't remove him or that doesn't mean that you didn't imply that you, you know, wanted him to be removed. I think the line is, it says they prompted the board to solicit feedback. James has, this says James has not been removed from Project Veritas. Okay, so that's pretty clear that he has not been removed. But why hasn't he commented? What's going on? I'm hoping that he just retweets this. James is safe. All narratives that he was suspended and or let go is simply not true. James O'Keefe. The, so there's people are coming out and saying that they didn't fire James O'Keefe, but why in the heck did they wait until now? Today is Wednesday. Uh, supposedly the board was, I think that they're, I think that they're, um, they're up to something. Yeah. As soon as you complain, it was a conspiracy theory. You lost me. You know, they're saying that James O'Keefe will not be removed, but I don't know about this. It, it, it's really weird. Why, why did you take so long? Um, 
you know, what probably happened was they wanted to remove him, but the ba the public backlash was so strong that they just, they changed their mind. I, I, I guess I can't know that, right? But it sure seems. You know, you got, are you kidding me? You've got this guy, James O'Keefe, who gets to the bottom of things, who does not give a crap about getting uncomfortable, and you choose to distance yourself from him. I'm not sure that they're distancing from themselves, but it is definitely some word salad. And the replies, you know, similar too. Lots of words, no mention of the sandwich. This is just word salad. There's only one question that matters. When is James coming back and continuing to do his work uninterrupted? This is damage control. It sounds like it was from Pfizer. Um, you do all realize who your supporters are, right? We all see what's going on here. James got a little too close this time, and you all folded from outside pressure to shut him up. We watch James not PV because he's ruthless and effective. Bring him back. Uh, it's not going well. The replies are not going well. You know, the financial supporters of them uh, seem, you know, pretty mad. And with good reason, because I'm not really buying any of this. What do you think? Let me know in the comment section down below. I'm really hoping to hear something from James O'Keefe soon. Um, you know, if he likes and retweets this, then I would assume maybe there was some sort of friction that got resolved. But until he comments or something... Uh, I'm remaining extremely skeptical. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please make sure you leave a like on it, and we'll talk to you again real soon.